episode of We Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I've lost about 140 pounds. And with me today is... Donald Weigel. And I am also one of your hosts. And I've lost about 100 pounds. And we've been married for uh, 23 years. And we spent most of those years enabling each other's uh, terrible eating habits and bad behavior. Yeah. And, and then... Uh, and then- and then we didn't. And then we didn't. The <laughs> end. Just go back and listen to the 100 and whatever episodes. Yeah. You can find out more about that. I uh, I read recently, and by read, I mean he- heard with my ears, yeah. that uh, your mind is flexible. And also, your mind is flawed. Oh. It is flawed. Uh, your brain tells you what you want to Maybe know. yours is. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're mind molder, I'm mind scully. Is that how it works? Sure. Oh my god, that Come joke. On. Oh my god, I'm that joke. With it. Um we are going to be talking about the mind in this episode. Yes. Uh, do you have one? We'll find out. <laughs> Would you like to give me a piece of it? <laughs> sure. Uh no, but I think, you know, I grew up we grew up in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. We were told many things about the way things were. Yeah. Uh and turns out not all of them were true. Uh, yeah. Including and not limited to your brain stops growing at a certain age. Yeah. You turn 25 years old, your brain is done. It is checked out. Um, I know most of my childhood, I heard things like no wearing white after Labor Day for some reason. And you'll never lose weight eating pancakes. Uh, it turns <laughs> out many things that we are told are limiting beliefs, aren't they, Donald? Yes, indeed. And uh, we are here to talk about limiting beliefs today and mindset. And why are we talking about mindset? What does that have to do what with health and fitness? Is it isn't breaching your goal weight just about recipes and exercising Shh, hard? No. No. You were going to say <laughs> sure. <laughs> um I I didn't know it going in, but when I started down this current path on this journey venture, um I really had a really limiting mindset. I believed that, you know, I got to a certain age and things were just the way they were going to be and that they weren't ever going to change. And I had essentially given up on ever trying to hit my goals. And then, you know, as Long-time listeners will know I got a type 2 diabetes diagnosis and all of that changed, and I knew I had to do something. And it's not that I immediately developed a growth mindset from the beginning, but that over the course of losing 100 pounds and hitting my goal weight and now maintaining it for, what is it now, three and a half years, something like that, um, I have really developed a growth mindset, and I really believe that even at my age, my ripe old age of 51, I really can do anything if I'm willing to put in the work. Yeah, so in talking about a limited mindset and a growth mindset, I know we have done episodes on this before, but I think it really plays into, and it's it's worth repeating because we forget it too, Yeah, that having a growth mindset truly matters in this weight loss journey venture. I think for 41 years, I actually wanted to believe that there was something wrong with me. I wanted to believe that no plan would work for me, that it was my lot in life, that it was my heritage, that it was my 23 and me, whatever, that I was just broken and beyond fixing, which made it okay for me to overeat and made it okay for me to just discard my health. And it turns out, and it, it's kind of hard to, to reckon with, but 
we have an opportunity to learn and grow. And that's scary because that makes us take responsibility for our actions, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's a super bummer. It's much easier. And it sounds, it may sound crazy and it may sound foreign. And you may be saying to yourself, well, I would never do that. But, you know, really look at yourself and and your actions and you may be fine. You may find that you're doing it too. You know, it's much easier if you lie to yourself and say, there's nothing I can do about it, and you throw up your hands, and then you don't have to do anything, and that's a whole lot less work, but then the problem persists, and it can get worse, and and that's what we're here to talk about, is really recognizing when you're talking yourself into having these limited beliefs, and and then next week, we're going to talk about how to foster a growth mindset. Yeah, so... In this episode, I know there are a lot of ideas that we come up with that are not backed up by science or learning or knowledge. Right. Uh, but in this case, Donald actually found an article. So this isn't – you're not hearing from Catherine and Donald Michael. Right. You're hearing from actual people who know things, and we're just the, the conduits. You're, we're just the middlemen. I was actually trying to look for some helpful aids for another episode, and I sort of stumbled across this article, um, and the article is entitled, From Fixed Mindset to Growth Mindset, The Complete Guide. Um, and it's written... Snooze! <laughs> Wow, that's a fun read. I know, and like for me, I was like all excited about it. I was like, oh, that sounds like my cup of tea. Um, and it's uh, written by Anne-Laurie LeCumpf, and I've probably uh, mispronounced that, but I will link to it in the show notes, and then you can read it and pronounce it in your own brain the way you think it should be. Which is why uh, we come up with very clever titles for our podcast. I like to imagine that people really get a kick out of the interesting titles that we come up with, which is very exciting. That's mostly why we podcast is for clever uh, clever titles, not uh, from fixed mindset to growth mindset. A complete guide. Snooze! (laughs) Please don't fall asleep while you're driving. Yes, indeed. Oh, but uh, I just remembered you wanted me to talk about something that happened at work. Donald has a growth mindset. So this is an on-the-ground live uh, way that we have actually changed. Uh, And Donald had an experience. This is a food talk, so if you want to skip ahead a minute, you can do that. But Donald had another experience at his actual work job. Uh, that related to food and delicious food. Yeah, and it's funny. I I generally, people may know this if they've listened to the show for a while, but I generally take all of my food to work, even though there is free food available to me, uh, basically whenever I want it. But I know that if I eat the free food that's there, I'm going to go right back up the scale. And I had also made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to uh, engage in any indulgences until Labor Day. Actually, you're probably going to hear this episode after Labor Day. But when we record it, Labor Day hasn't happened yet. And they decided to bring in, as a thank you to the crew, the director and the writer of the episode decided to bring in a beignet truck. (laughs) Just a truck, just a bucket of beignet, like when you're driving down the road and you see just a, 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 a truck full of apples going to wherever apples go. Yeah, just, just beignet, beignet. Just stacked as they pick them from the beignet tree. They pull it up to the stage. The the back drops just open dry. and beignets just pour out the oh back. Oh my gosh, you, I am down for that. Just a powdered sugar bore. Yeah. And you just like sit at the end of the lift gate and wait for them to just tumble pour all out. over you. Yeah, just tumble over you. are like a cartoon. Like just, you know, you have your mouth open and a beignet just keeps falling in. Um, so, yeah. 
Anyway, so I had, classy. A, I had a discussion with Catherine about this ahead of time, and I said, you know, can I have one beignet? And Because it was going to be in the morning. <laughs> yeah, Donald was like, you know, just a, just a beignet. Can I work it into my plan? Just one. So this is the part where you asked me what I, what a- I said. And what did you say? I said no. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can't. No. Well, we basically, what I am uh, dubbing some Springer 2021, yeah. I had a little bit of a rum Springer that happened in the summer, so it's some Springer, uh, but ate a lot of food, made a lot of excuses. So Donald came up with a decree that we would not have indulgences I in August. did not decree you had to do it, the too. The edict but of I Donald. Just, I just said I wasn't going Royal to, uh, decree. Here was to a have trumpet. any indulgences <laughs> until, uh, until later. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Exactly. I am I am <laughs> King Decree. Yeah, sure. All must listen. If it was that easy to get you to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like external accountability. Yeah, Don no, said true. let's let's you simmer do. it down for August, build it back up for Labor Day. But I have learned that even though I do work indulgences into my life, I know having sugar in the morning is a really bad idea. Like once I open the floodgates to that, I'm I'm sort of it's really hard. Or the for beignet me. truck gates. Yeah, it's off to the races on that. So I did in fact abstain from having any clap, beignets, clap, 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 even clap. though I did walk up to the truck and look to see what they had. Uh, oh. Yeah, they were making them like on the truck. It's it's crazy. They were just fresh and right there. And and now I should stop talking about food. But I think that it it this ties into a growth mindset. See, I'm making it all fit in there. I appreciate in that. In the past, I would be like, when am I ever gonna get a beignet again? Mm. What it's free. I my my love language is food and gifts, and my my it's free right. food. I'm saving money by eating beignet. I won't have to eat later. But we know where food rewards get us, and when we have those spontaneous food opportunities, we act on them, and then we generally regret them. And having a growth mindset means like, hey. One, I made a promise to myself in the past I would not have snacks. I know myself well enough not to have them. We have a planned indulgence uh, tomorrow, sort of, that we're we're doing. And we knew that, or I knew, that if Donald started the Friday with, yeah. like, ooh, it's beignet day, suddenly that rolls into, like, oh, let's get takeout. No, let's just have a weekend. And, oh, well, we'll just start after Labor Day. So uh, I put the kibosh on fun. Donald adhered to putting the kibosh on that. And uh, we didn't, there's no beignets. And now I get to be proud of myself for sticking to my calories all week and not doing that, like not having sort of an unexpected indulgence. Yeah, and as as luck would have it, a beignet uh, shop actually opened up in our neighborhood recently. And I said, you know what? Beignets are in the world. There's more beignets in the future. I don't have to fly to New Orleans to get them. don't have to fly anywhere. We could plan for that in the future. It doesn't have to be reactionary at work. So so kudos to you. Proud of you. Growth mindset. Clap, clap, clap. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So back to the article by Ms. Anne-Laurie Lecomf. And again, probably saying that incorrectly. But the article opens with asking the question, what is a mindset and how do I get one? <laughs> no, it doesn't really say that. But um, what it does say is when you ask most people if they have a growth mindset, they will probably say yes. In fact, she put up a poll um, on her site and uh, 90% of the people who responded said they have a growth mindset. But in reality, the chances are that most people do not actually have a growth mindset. But 
we are human beings who we once heard that a growth mindset was a good thing. Like we've been told, hey, having a growth mindset is a good thing. So we just sort of automatically say, yes, we have one. But what we would like to do is challenge that belief and maybe reveal to you some of the ways in which you have a limiting mindset. And, you know, going through this, reading this article, there were some hard truths in there that were, you know, I still am dealing with and that I used to really deal with before hitting my goal weight. Yeah. And Donald uh, presented this article to me and definitely reading through it, I felt uh, attacked a little bit, which I think is a good thing, which we'll talk about the good parts of feeling attacked uh, later on. Exactly. So what is a mindset? And the author defines a mindset as a set of assumptions held by a person or group of people. It's closely related to people's worldview or philosophy of life. A deeply anchored mindset can act as a strong incentive to continue to accept or even adopt certain behaviors. Meaning, cutting to the chase, if you have a growth mindset, you are willing to accept changes and realize that you can change things and move on. But the opposite of that is a fixed mindset where you believe that circumstances are beyond your control and that everything is is the way it is and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, and I think that we, you know, we can fall victim to this and even with as much change as we have, you know, built into our lives in the last few years, there are still new ways that we can challenge ourselves and new uh, insights that we get from reading books and listening to podcasts where we go, oh, gosh, I didn't realize I had a financial problem or a parenting problem or a relationship problem. So getting out of that comfort zone is really an important process in you know, actually uh, improving our lives. Indeed. Um, And the author uh, quotes another author in terms of defining the differences between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And I think it's worth reading here. Um, In a fixed mindset, people believe their basic qualities like their intelligence or, or talent are simply fixed traits. They spend their time documenting their intelligence or talent instead of developing them. They also believe that talent alone creates success without effort. Yeah. And then in a growth mindset, people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. Brains and talent are just the starting point. This view creates a love of learning and a resilience that is essential for great accomplishment. So it it is a hard truth to really look at yourself and understand that maybe you do have a fixed mindset after all, even if you've been telling yourself you have a growth mindset. Well, and I think for a long time, and like Donald mentioned that innate talent that like you sh- maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah. You know? Is it Maybelline? <laughs> Let's blame Maybelline for the for the problem. Exactly. But just sort of that like, oh, gosh, well, that person is really good at in school or they just seem to always get straight A's like like there's a finite amount of talent in the world. Yeah, and I just don't have it. And I actually used to this was like the, the Catherine Weigel of the past. I used to actually think that maybe there was a fixed amount of weight that could be lost in the world. And if Donald was losing yeah. weight, I couldn't. Like there was some sort of, you know, like they say, you know, energy is only converted and it doesn't disappear. And I'm like, all right, well, if I'm gaining weight, then that means somebody in the world is losing weight. That is bananas bonkers thinking that I like couldn't lose weight because someone else was like 
that that is something I actually believe. That is some fixed mindset realness right there. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, jealousy a little bit later, but it, it is real and it can really uh, hold you back from achieving your goals if you really think that because someone else has done something that now you can't. Oh my gosh. Um, but first, we would like to dispel a couple of myths. Ooh, myth busting. Exactly. And myth number one is that the adult brain is not hardwired with fixed neuronal circuits. And I, I basically quoted that from the article, meaning that... Do we need smelling salts to keep people awake during this episode? <laughs> I hope not. Um, Neuroplasticity. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just the, the science nerd, but I enjoy this stuff. Um, but, you know, I think there's this notion that that your brain, you know, gets to a certain point and it just doesn't develop anymore. And we think that your brain development stops after childhood and that once you're an adult, there's nothing you can do about it. But in reality, your brain continues to grow and change. And the more you use it and the more you exercise it, I mean, it really is, you know, just like anything else, the more you practice with it, the better your brain becomes at doing these things. So you actually can practice to create habits of growth mindset and to uh, foster a growth mindset, even when you think that everything in your life is is what it was. And I I may have already mentioned this, but like I really thought once I hit a certain age, well, this just is what it is. My body, I am who after I am, forty, you, you know, can't lose weight. I can't. My life is what it is. I can't tell you how many messages I got from teachers and family members about. Whatever you weigh at 23, your body is just kind of fixed that way. And whatever you do by this age, there's no going back. And if you don't have whatever by this age, like so many misinformed and ill-informed messages from people that I believed yeah. that like, okay, well, after 40, it's all downhill. Like all these, you know, just random things that people say I thought were true. And a part of me wanted to believe that because it meant I didn't have to do any work. And that begs the question after learning all of this, can I just do nothing? Yeah. Sure. But we know where doing nothing gets us. And if we're not happy about that, we have the opportunity to change that. Yeah, there is nothing physically in your brain preventing you from taking on new challenges and learning new things and getting out of your comfort zone. And really, that's what having a growth mindset is all about. So how do you recognize if you might have a fixed mindset? What are the kinds of things that might that might, you know, stop you from being able, able to grow and change. And the article uh, lists, the author lists um, uh, five major categories of this. And the first one is having to work hard. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she she's quick to point out that if you have this one, it doesn't mean that you're lazy. It just means that you have a limiting belief that some people you know, don't have to work very hard or that you can't get achieve a certain goal because you just aren't born with enough talent. Because most people say that they're hard workers, but we value being gifted and naturally talented even more, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I was not in... Donald, were you in the gifted and talented program? I, I was, yeah, in school. Now ask me if I, I was not. Were you in the I gifted and talented? I was not. Oh, I had sorry. other talents. I had a pretty face. That was yeah. what I was riding on that. And you still do. <laughs> 
But, you know, that like, oh, gifted and talented. I just imagine that you all were like levitating furniture and whatever. It just felt yeah. very like, oh, well, they're naturally gifted. It just meant I was a big nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I, as a non-gifted and talented, I don't know what the opposite of gifted and talented is. You have no gifts and no talents. But I think that, you know, having... Seeing that, like, oh, well, they're just naturally good at it. It felt like, well, why bother working hard if I can't, you know, if these people, it just comes naturally to them. Right. I'm obviously just not cut out for it. And I use that as an excuse to not really push and challenge myself because it was scary to, to you know, actually put in effort to things. Because we don't want to feel – we don't want to feel like things are difficult. We want to go with it's breezy and easy and just finding that, like, well, if it's not there, why bother? So. Yeah. And, and the author goes on to say, if hard work is one of your mindset triggers, you may get overwhelmed by tasks that require a long and sustained effort, and you may be more likely to give up. Duh. Does this sound like all my weight loss efforts? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes is the answer. It sounds like all of my weight loss efforts up until I was about 45 years old. Um, I, you know, anytime it became hard, I stopped and I just figured, well, that's my metabolism. This is what I'm, you know, this is my body. Well, and in the next episode, we'll talk about ways to actually manage a growth mindset and foster it because it it takes work. It takes work to make things easy for yourself. Um, But yeah, this is, this is, these are some hard truths. And another, uh, another sort of symptom of this, if you will, is that you are discouraged by the success of others when you perceive that somebody else has an easier time like when when they achieve their goal with less effort when somebody hits their weight goal when somebody loses weight it really can discourage you must be nice itis yes must be nice itis and we've done uh, several podcasts about that um the next major category of this is facing setbacks now The challenges of the task itself have their own intrinsic qualities, but facing a setback can be something, you know, that's beyond your control. It's, it's, you know, an external force working upon you. You feel like it's beyond. You feel like it's beyond. Because, but uh, like, I mean, this ties back into old weight loss attempts is you try to put yourself in this bubble of like, I am doing the cabbage soup diet. I eat four tomatoes at 10 (laughs) a.m. Right. I am not going to the work party. I am not going to go travel to see people because I have to stick to my plan. And, uh, and so that ties into the, uh, the facing setbacks like cake. Yeah, exactly. Like cake. So you're, you're on your plan and you're hardcore and you're eye of the tiger. And then you go to work and your boss is celebrating a birthday and you just feel completely obligated to have a slice of cake or a slice of beignet. Do you slice beignet? I don't think you do. I think you just pop it in your mouth. I think so too. But, uh, I won't know because I didn't have one. Right. Um, but. So you then you have that, and if you have a growth mindset, you go, well, this is just one slice of cake. I can move past it. I can get right back on my plan. I can keep going. I have the rest of my life to do this. When you don't have a growth mindset, you go, well, I blew it. I yeah. may as well just give up and do nothing, which is what I did over and over and over again for many decades. Well, and another example is you say, okay, this week I'm going to start jogging. This is the, the, you know, I'm ready. I got the shoes. I got everything. Right. 
but the weather forecast for rain. See, everything is working against me. I can't do anything okay. with rain. Well, and yesterday I had a situation come up where it was funny. On Thursday, uh, today is Saturday. On Thursday, I was talking to Donald. Donald, I feel like I'm really getting into a groove. Things are going super, super great. I'm feeling like I'm getting into it. And yeah. then Friday, we had a big... There was a family emergency that I had to take care of and totally threw my day off. But guess what? I was like, this is what life is. Life is challenges. This was an emotional beignet truck backing up a negative bad beignet truck, like the opposite, (laughs) maybe a bucket of trash, dump truck. But like, instead of being like, see, I'll never get this right. Nothing ever goes my way. I was like, eh, this is what life is. This this happens. And it was totally neutral. It was fine. Yeah. If you have a fixed mindset and this is one of your triggers, you will view these things not just as a setback, but a roadblock. Yeah. And, and it can become impossible to get around. At least in your mind, it can become impossible to get around. But I think that that, that is a really big thing. It's sort of that, you know, it's a comma, not a period. It's a pause. It's not a stop. Yeah. All of those road signal things, I think, actually really play into this. Because if we give up at the first sign of a challenge, like, what story is that? Like, well, this was the day I gave up. Something came up with our daughter at school. So I guess I'm not going to lose weight now. Like, that's not how the success story goes. Yeah, exactly. The next major category is getting negative feedback. I don't like that. I don't want negative feedback. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and the author uses the example of professional athletes or just athletes in general. Like, they'll oftentimes get a lot of negative feedback, but they use it, you know, in the growth mindset way. They use it as a motivation to learn from it. And to, you know, let their coach give them that negative feedback so that they can change what they're doing and improve. But many of us, we get that negative feedback and it's an excuse to give up. And we just decide, you know, not to keep going. Well, I was a professional photographer for a few years and got a lot of really great feedback. Clients were really happy with my work. And then I did uh, an event for someone. I was super happy with the results. Didn't hear any feedback at all for yeah. a few weeks. And then when they finally gave me the feedback, it was that my photos were terrible. Out of, you know, dozens and dozens of clients, one client didn't like my work. Yeah. And I seriously almost quit photography forever and ever as proof that I was a garbage person with no talent because of one setback. I didn't, it was very difficult for me to take that feedback and adjust and learn and grow from it and realize that I'm, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Um, but that threat of like, well, see, this is proof that I can't do it. Or the scale goes up. See, this pro- program isn't working. So often we get discouraged by one mark against us. And it's really an opportunity to lean into it and decide what we're going to take from it and how we're going to grow from it. We'll talk about growth in the next episode. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just like Catherine said, it's like you can work really, really hard for a week and you're expecting, you know, the scale to give you that positive feedback. And maybe it stays the same. Maybe it even goes up. And this happened to me many, many times while I was trying to hit my goal weight. But I decided this time I was going to use it as feedback. And if the scale really didn't move for three weeks in a row, even though I felt like I was doing everything right, I used that as evidence that I needed to change something. And so I changed something. And that eventually got me to where I am right now 
And that is maintaining my goal weight. Exactly. And the next one is being challenged. I really did not like to be challenged back in the day. So you try something that doesn't work, but you believe the goal itself is too hard and you quit altogether. Um, I remember when our dear friend, Nicole, friend of the show, friend of friends, uh, she was getting over 20,000 steps a day. Must be nice. I don't have time for that. Right. Who has feet? I don't, I can't do that. (laughs) And, but I, sort of crossed my arms and was like, well, if I was, you know, if I lived her life, then sure, I could do that. Right. And then she said, well, you know what? I sneak in steps during the day and I walk during conference calls and I get the job done like Chopin. Uh, She didn't say Chopin, but I was thinking Chopin. Um, But I felt challenged. Right. Like, well, uh, you would, well, I mean, uh, I don't do laundry. Well, no, I could totally do, but I don't want to, I just want to know that I can't do it, that I don't have the skills to do it. Exactly. And well, and then another example, what happened to me over and over again is like, I would think I knew what diet I needed to go on. And I would go on it. And, you know, the scale wouldn't move the way I wanted. And so I just figured, well, it's just, it's too hard. I may as well give up like, you know, this didn't work rather than, you know, trying something new, which is what I learned to do over the last, you know, five, six, seven years, you know, it's like, if it becomes too hard, it's not that the task is necessarily too hard. It's maybe I'm doing the wrong thing, and the solution I thought was the right solution maybe isn't. Well, we've talked about it before, too. People who might be naturally gifted in something might not, over time, put in as much effort because it's just, it's easy. And then suddenly it gets hard. And then it's like, well, what happened? Where did my mojo go? And it's when things get difficult that we have the opportunity, like I said, to lean in and really work on it. And it feels hard to put in effort. We want things to be easy for us. And the real grit and the real progress is made when we actually put in more effort. And the final uh, category that the author brings up is seeing success in others. Bummer. And this is the jealousy that we mentioned earlier. And if you see the success in others and it makes you think that you can't do it too or must be nice, then perhaps this is a, a mindset trigger for you. And the author gives a good example of this. When she was earlier in her career, she would see people who were more successful than her or had better positions than her. And she didn't understand or she would just be jealous and not realize, like, why do they have these better positions than me? I'm just as good at this as they are. But over time, she realized that those people had actually put in the effort and the time and had been doing it longer than her. And so they were reaping the rewards of that sustained effort over time. And I know I fell victim to this all the time in terms of losing weight and achieving my health goals. I would see somebody else who just was having all of the success and it seemed so easy for them. And I wondered, like, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I do it? And so I would just give up and stop trying. Yeah, and eat about it. And, and all, eat about all it. All of this exactly. comes back to eating about it. I would, you know, I was very negative and judgmental of other people and must be nice. And I made myself a victim of my life. We were just talking about this in Walt Place. We only looked in place, our online accountability group, about how we sort of become the victims of our lives. And that that is a choice. We all face difficulties and setbacks and challenges, but eating about it is not 
the way to go. But it's what I did for years because, it, you know, I just thought that that's the only option that I had, that I was sort of broken. But that mindset thing of just being jealous of other people really sets us back and puts us in a victim mentality. Instead of being inspired by others, we use it as a threat against ourselves. Like they're doing it at us. Like Nicole was not walking at me. She was taking care of herself. And I think that those times when we are jealous are a really good opportunity to see what we might be passionate about because we feel threatened. Like, oh, well, Nicole can do it. She has, I have feet. She has feet. I I could do that. It's an opportunity to really, to like, to actually be like, okay, well, let's, let's get started. Let's get going. Well, and I actually used Nicole and others. When I saw that you could get that many steps per day, I actually said to myself, well, how how can you do that? Like, like, how can I get there? And now I am there and it, it feels really great. And, and it's hard for me to even put myself back into that old mindset of, you know, of being that person who, you know, couldn't get there. Yeah. I remember uh, in an old Fitbit challenge a number of years ago, um, our friend Jacqueline actually sent me a private message. My, my step goal was 10,000. Yeah. And she sent me a private message and she was like, Hey, I noticed you're hitting your step goal a lot. Do you, how would you feel about uh, increasing your step goal to like 13,000? I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't you don't yeah. know me. And I was like, Oh, well, I, I, okay, I could do that. And it was, it took someone else to kind of call me out on my own self-imposed limitation to realize that I could actually push harder. So thank you, Jacqueline for doing that. Friend of the show, teacher also, thank you for your service. Yes, indeed. And thank you all for listening. I think we are going to uh, wrap this up for this week. Uh, If you're listening to these as they come out, try and think about over the course of the next week, you know, what limiting mindset beliefs you might have and how you can work on adjusting them. And then next week, you know, tune in next week. You'll uh, find out how to stop being you. Yes, we'll go through uh, how to foster a growth mindset. (laughs) Sure, that's another way to say it. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. How to stop you being you. Um, Maybe that's the title of the episode. Uh, But thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, if you got something out of it, you can listen to all of our episodes wherever you find podcasts. Uh, We're now actually on uh, on, uh, Audible and Amazon, which we weren't until recently. Uh, Amazon Music. Um, So you can even catch us there. Um, And uh, you can always find our episodes on our website at weonlylookthin.com. Yep. And if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on the link for join our support group and find out more about Walt Place. Oh, do that. We Only Look Thin Place. It is an accountability group uh, based on Facebook for women. Sorry, guys. No can go. Uh, sorry about that. Yes, uh, but uh, there are two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month option with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolt Place is right for you. It is not a weight loss plan, but it is a source of support. We do multiple Zoom meetings a week and uh, we challenge each other to uh, focus on that growth mindset. Yes, indeed. And if you would like to uh, reach us through good old-fashioned email, you can ask us questions. You can send us episode ideas. Uh, we'd love to hear from you to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And that uh, may take us a minute to answer, but uh, we'll get back there. A minute could be as much as several fortnights. <laughs> yes, yes, several fortnights. <laughs> Our daughter. Anyway, never mind. We make a fortnight joke all the time. And you can also connect with us on the socials. We don't have a TikTok yet, nope. but <laughs> you, yet. Can, you can reach us I don't know. On... If I, I think I'm too old. 
I'm too old for the TikToks. And by the time I get to it, the kids are going to be on like glurm.com or some other thing. My impression of TikTok is you either have to like know a dance or you or you have to like make all kinds of like faces at the camera while you're point while you're pointing at snarky slogans or something. I can't do it. Um, But you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at We Only Look Thin. Yep. And if you have a couple of spare minutes, if you could head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and review, we would really appreciate it. We, we sure actually would. we got an amazing one recently. Recently, we received a, uh, a a rating and a review from someone who actually was able to succeed at a quiz night game because they knew about neat and thermogenesis. They yeah. came up with that word. So we're changing lives. Winning quiz pub crawls. We're very excited about it. So uh, so you never know what information is going to come in handy when you listen to Walt. Yes, indeed. And if you don't want to do any of those things we just mentioned, <laughs> maybe. Can I just do nothing? Maybe you could just mention into the show to somebody that you think uh, might enjoy it. Maybe just in conversation you could be like, you know, I was listening to this really good podcast the other day that talked about that and, you know, maybe pass along the name of it to somebody you know who might like the show. We would really appreciate it. Word of mouth is uh, one of the best ways uh, that people find out about us. So if you are still passive-aggressively annoyed at all the kids who were in the gate program like me, (laughs) (laughs) sneering at kids like Donald, just remember that Donald and I are a gifted and talented inspiration. (laughs) Asian, 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 Asian. Asian. I'm jealous. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.